last time on the Samurai Jack radio program. And now, stay tuned for the Samurai Jack radio program. Long ago in a distant land, I, Aku, the shape-shifting master of darkness, unleashed an unspeakable evil. But a foolish samurai warrior wielding a magic sword stepped forth to oppose me. Before the final blow was struck, I tore open a portal in time and flung him into the future, where my evil is law. Now the fool seeks to return to the past and undo the future that is Aku. That's pretty good. I, I can work with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just I just want to say yeah um, about the, the the intro theme for this show. Um, it must so it was written by Will I Am, and it must have taken him like all of five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I I really feel like he poured his heart and soul into it. Did you check up any Will I Am data? <laughs> I, I had to look up what I the words were because he's work. mumbling the whole time. I, I wrote up a lot of notes, but that was not one of them. Don't jack, don't jack, samurai jack. Uh, you, Watch out! Zing, <laughs> Zing, you haven't heard it yet, um, but last time, for, for the for the Hamtaro, uh, you know, dance club, uh, back alley, uh, whatever, like the strip music, like the rave music, I used yeah. the uh, music in the first episode of Samurai Jack, or the second episode of it. <laughs> Oh, with the dancing. Yeah. That that stuff when he's like when he's really yeah, and it's like really otherworldly because the dancing that those alien women do is hypnotic. It it is it has tortured my mind. Like anyway, I'm Zane. Yeah, and my name is Ben. Welcome to and the Carton Cast. This is Jack and the Carton Cast. In the future, evil takes many forms, and our only hope is one man from the podcast. <laughs> Shouldn't it be Jack versus the Carton Cast? <laughs> no, most of the, a lot of the um, names for the for the episodes are just Jack and the Blank. That's true. That's true. Like uh, Jack in the Box. Did, did did we ever mention that um, the MIB naming schema was? Uh, the something syndrome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just the J syndrome for, like, the first episode. It's like the Ratatouille syndrome or, like, just random whatever the show's about and then syndrome. Blatant misuse of the, of the word. Yeah, that would be, <laughs> like, think. in a medical drama, right? Not in Men in <laughs> Black, the series. So this is um, the Carton cast where in our Samurai Jack episode we talk about Men in Black. Yes, the Carton and... cast goes back in time, goes back to the past... Uh, to correct defend our, our future. No, no, no. We can get into Time Squad as soon. I'm really glad we did that one early so that we can keep calling it back because there's a lot of time travel in cartoons, apparently. Oh, geez. It, it's it's like, everywhere. All the time. But yeah, we are, uh, we're going back to the past to correct the evils that uh, 
that uh, podcasts weren't around when uh, these old cartoons were up. That's right. So Podcasts are relatively recent. Yeah, we're making up for lost... We're really... This is probably our mark on the world, Zane. We are doing a social justice here. Uh, yeah, which, you know, that'll balance out the social injustices that we've been <laughs> doing for the last week and a half or so. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yes, if you live in Uruguay or Peru, that's our bad. <laughs> that is all us. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, Zane, tell us about the show. So, Samurai Jack uh, ran for four seasons on Cartoon Network from 2001 to 2004. Mm-hmm. It was primarily created, written, and directed by Gennady Tartakovsky. I, uh, who is, I believe his name is Gendry. Gendy? Is it Gennady? It's, it's spelled G-E-N-N-D-Y, but um, it, in, in interviews it. I've heard, in interviews I've heard it's pronounced like Kennedy, but with a G. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Gennady Tartakovsky. Yeah, he's a he's uh, an animator from Russia, and he actually changed yeah. his name when coming to America, if I remember oh, my research he? correctly. Oh, I didn't. I didn't so it that. might have been from Gennady to Gendy. I don't remember. Yeah, to you know, Americanize it. <laughs> well, make it to make it a little <laughs> less like uh, anti-presidential. Sure. <laughs> kind of sounds like he's making fun of him. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. He is. He was. He was the man behind Dexter's Lab. Yes, which is very obvious in this show. And uh, and the Star Wars uh, Clone Wars animated series, mm-hmm. as well as the recent movie Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, which I did not watch. I did not watch, but I wanted to. It looked, it looked good. Was he also behind Ego Trip? That was the same. It was, it was also him, right? I would assume so. I'm going to go ahead and say that's his best movie. Um, in, For in now. In making Samurai Jack, he wanted to make an action cartoon that was cinematic in scope. That's right. Uh, and to do, to do this, he drew inspiration from martial arts movies, anime, particularly uh, Miyazaki's work, uh, Frank Miller's Ronin comic series, and the 1970s David Carradine TV show Kung Fu. Yeah, what I believe the pitch for this show was, remember Kung Fu with David Carradine? And everybody Wasn't else is like, yeah, that was great. Cartoon. <laughs> Put it on a plate. Parsley. Um, you can definitely see the influence of, uh, of these things in the storytelling and in the incredible visuals to this show. Yeah, this is, this is very visually striking, and all of its kind of... Uh, everything that it's drawing from is very apparent, <laughs> especially, like... I mean, in one episode, he straight up recreates 300. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, him, him really, you know, going off Frank Miller's uh, style and uh, stories, very apparent. Yeah, and some things have been based off of Samurai Jack. Uh, there's a couple video games, there was a uh, recent comic book series. I believe. And also a movie that has been upcoming for four years? It, it got it got stuck in development hell, but uh, Gendy, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to call him Gennady because it's easier. Um, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he he has gone on the record of saying that the dream is still very much alive and that uh, it's still going to it, it's going to happen. Isn't that what Josh Whedon says too? I don't trust Josh Whedon after Agents of Shield. <laughs> Josh Whedon, get a real name like Gennady. <laughs> yeah, seriously, idiot. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and tell us tell us what the show's about. All right, so we got uh, Samurai Jack, um, kind of in the theme of maybe like a. a Okay, so one thing that this show does really well is it shows instead of tells. Oh, yeah. Because it draws on several inspirations from a, a, Japanese, a, a style of Japanese painting called ukiyo-e, I believe it's called, ukiyo-e. Um, so a lot of the time it's just giving you scenes and not 
really telling you much of the story, which is why this plot is pretty threadbare. Yeah. Um, this uh, the, this kid from a village uh, is uh, the, the village is attacked by this ancient evil known as Aku. Um, yeah. Aku subjugates the entire world, but not before the emperor uh, makes this incredibly daring and, and ballsy master plan to send his kid out to go train with warriors from the entire world. Uh, the warrior and in- and apparently across time, because you see him training with like. Ancient Egyptians and Shaolin monks and Robin Hood and like there's no well, Aku is like, like an interstellar when does this being. Take place? He has interstellar travel. This might not be Earth. Oh yeah, he's got a he's got a fascinating origin story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually didn't see it, so you'll have to pepper that in the Aku section. I, I got the I got the feeling that this was you know supposed to be feudal Japan, even if we say okay, maybe it's another Earth. This this one is uh, th- at least this point. Um, it's not clear which. It's not clear which society it's in, like which time period. Apparently, it's borrowing from. Uh, it looks like uh, Edo, but uh, it's from a different time yeah. period as far as culture goes. But anyway, let's not go too far down that. The samurai comes back. Uh, he's just known as the samurai at this point, or not even really. He's just that kid that we remember from the beginning of the episode. Comes yeah, back. Yeah, like the first half of this first episode has like two lines. Training of montage. Which is it's the best. That's great. Time. That that's that's a kung fu movie all over. Like, uh, but he he challenges Aku to a duel. Um, Aku is a shape shifting master of darkness. Um, he's a trickster demon more than anything else. So when when Jack gets the upper hand, the samurai gets the upper hand. Aku decides to fling him open, uh, fling him into the future, um, at a time at which he will be able to defeat the samurai once and for all. And now the samurai seeks to return to the past to undo the evil. That is Aku. Evil that is Aku is somewhat redundant because Aku means evil. I saw that. I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> but uh, Oh, you didn't think that was important? So that's actually a really funny thing, is that there's no named characters in this. The only named no. character is a description of what he is. Yeah, Which Aku, and that's, that's true. That's Descriptions evil. of what they are. You know, the samurai, yeah. the Scotsman. But he's, a, he's your everyman samurai. Mm-hmm. They just call him Jack. Well... They call him Jack. He lands in the future, and everybody's like, this guy, yeah, check out Jack. Jack was all like, bam, bam. Jack, Jack was all... Jack, Jack, yo, Jack, Jack was... Jack, Jack, Jack! They call me Jack. So if you just heard <laughs> us praising Samurai Jack for the first time, it's not going to be the last, but this is probably one of the most... The, one of the best. This has stuck with me so much. Where they're all just, oh yeah, we're all they're all just talking about him like he's not there, <laughs> and immediately <laughs> naming him in the way that no one does. It's really bonkers. I really like it though. Yeah. Um. And so, Jack in the in the future, like, he's trying to find a way to return to the past or kill Aku or just kind of right wrongs. So it, that's kind of a facet of his character. Is he has a goal. He needs to yeah. return to the past, which there's a lot of ways to do so in the future, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a, little bit, a little bit more on that later. Um, yeah. But he also, you know, he's got, an honor, he's got an honorific code, much like the samurai did, the art of the warrior. And by the right. way, uh, I prepared for this uh, episode by getting some, by, by researching samurai, so I've got some samurai facts. That I'm, going to just, <laughs> Fantastic, that I'm just going to pepper in throughout the show. <laughs> let's let's get one right now. All right. So um, early on, the samurai were retainers to those of high rank, 
Later, they became their own military force, the military nobility. So right off the bat, this guy is not a samurai for a couple of reasons. Because he's not a oh, retainer yeah. to anyone. He's more like a ronin. He is, yeah, well, he's like a ronin. A samurai um, without a master. He's technically, his his father was the emperor, I, so he's a prince, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, warrior prince. And, that's, and you know, that's you a great concept, the, I love it. You see the you see the samurai in these ancient uh, pictures uh, as like being covered in armor. Uh, it's called you know. Oyoroi armor. Yeah, and Jack's wearing that very rarely. He wears it in episode three, based on like scrap metal, and I think I don't really understand why. It, I mean, I guess just to make a war happen to like prove to Aku he's a real he's, threat, like he's the real deal or something. But he's, but he's never wearing, found in in it again. Yeah. He's usually wearing, like, rope. He's much more Batman than Samurai. Sort of. He doesn't really... Uh... This, is, this is my favorite Batman series, I would have to say. <laughs> yeah? Uh, um, above Batman Beyond? Oh, uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> that one but, didn't but, have uh, Solomon Grundy as Bruce Wayne. But talking about Samurai's uh, honor code, Jack's honor code... Yeah. Like... He gets his he lets his honor get in the way of his end goal. He does. He's very honor before reason. Um, he'll and he he'll be able to sacrifice a friend or just leave them hanging in order to get through a time portal, and then says, "No, I'm not gonna. I need to help these people in the short term." Does he realize that like if he goes back to the past and kills Aku, everyone in the future present will die? Well, that's does he? That, that you know that's that gets into like. Uh, split timelines if you go into the past and change what happened now there's two timelines so maybe mm-hmm. he just fucks everyone in his timeline to you know make this separate one um, okay so is this is this back to the future rules or is this terminate what what is this uh i uh i don't know uh this is chrono this is trigger ca- rules all the chrono trigger rules no no That's i fair. guess not no i guess so yeah cr- uh, crimson echoes cuz i i don't think it really matters too much cuz it's really. only ever past to future only once yeah it, he never actually I, gets back to the past it's kind of just agreed that he wants to go back to the past but he's not willing to compromise his morals to do it so in a way he is like batman batman's never it, just gonna straight up kill the joker ben it's not about the destination it's about the journey <laughs> that is also true it would also be well it would also be a uh, you know an <laughs> impediment into his character like he it's it is perhaps unacceptable for him to go back into the past uh under ill, you know, under, under any sort of pretense of malice. Um, he has to do it for the right reasons. Maybe otherwise he loses his uh, samurai sword. Like, the sword was forged from the spirit of his father or something like that. So it might function um, like kind of an empathic weapon that doesn't work unless the wielder is pure of heart. I'll believe that. <laughs> I so, convinced so do we myself, want, Zane. Do we want to look into the origins of, of Aku and, and the sword and all that right now? Because um, they tell it in, like, one of the very last episodes. I actually don't think it's that important for the show. Or for at least for a recap. I was just, no. I was just you know, jumping on my high horse saying, Hi Ho Silver, take me into the heights of, you know, nerd wanking. And uh, let me try to explain away why Jack is not allowed to go into the past and change it. I, I will say briefly, um, Aku is, like, a tiny fragment of, an, like, an ultimate chaos, like, a, like Azatoth, Azatoth kind of thing. Sure. Um, and Mordru. he is separated from the main evil presence by a tag team of Odin, Ra, and um, Vishnu. Yeah, I love how they don't include any, <laughs> like, monotheistic uh, nope. deities in this. They're, they're not, um, 
what's the word? They're not uh, free enterprise. They're not uh, open to the public. Well, it also just it also <laughs> just clashes with the mythology in this show, which is very. All the mythology is pretty ancient. You'll have like ninjas showing up, other samurai showing up, like Norse, like Valkyries sometimes mm-hmm. jump in. There's a bunch of tribesmen. There's like a race of hunters. Like none of this is really like his enemies are pretty rarely modern. Like sometimes he gets challenged to like a gladiatorial arena. It's at least two thousand years ago. Every time he gets into trouble, it's it's really anachronistic. <laughs> but it's kind of hand waved away by saying like, well, you know, in the future everybody's kind of downtrodden, so poverty. You know, you can't have nice weapons. Yeah, they all have robot and plus, arms. And it's not like the guns, like the gunmen that are shooting at him, are doing any better. Well, they're all robots, so that Jack can cut them in half and get covered in in their blood. I excuse me, I mean oil. Yeah, so this this show kind of skirted around the whole PG, what is it, 7 yeah. thing? and pretty magnificently. Like, this was a very good excuse to have, like, blood, like, uh, like grit and grime um, in the show. Um, without, oh, it covers him. It covers he'll, him in slow... He'll cut a bug in, demon in half, and then it will stop, look at him, like, in between them, and then the oil comes out and just bathes him in it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes there's adrenaline time. Sometimes he, he fights in adrenaline time. He'll, like, be slowly moving his sword toward, like, everything goes slow motion, and you can see him moving his sword toward one of these, like, I don't know, these beetle demons that, like, uh, Aku got on wholesale or something. Oh, yeah, he, <laughs> does, he does not care about these at all. No, um, and then it'll speed up suddenly once it makes contact. It looks really cool. Um, did you notice that his sheath like, his sword sheath just disappears and reappears as necessary. I wasn't watching, no. There's, there's, it doesn't go anywhere, it's just gone. It's probably a bitch to animate when he's, like, moving around. Oh, sure. Like, jogging up and down and, like, doing sweet flips. Yeah. Pretty irritating, I'm guessing. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, should we, uh, should we talk about maybe the characters now? Yeah, so the main characters are, of course, Jack, as well as Aku. Yes. Um, um, Jack... And, and a lot of the conflict is just born out of this, you know, this one guy with an honor code trying to survive and right wrongs in this world that is just fully controlled by this other guy. Yeah. I'm, uh, luckily, the other guy happens to be uh, malicious in, unto the point of being incompetent, so it's and not too sometimes hilarious. <laughs> Frequently hilarious. He's always funny. <laughs> um, okay, so he was voiced by Phil Lamar, whom is... Jack was, yeah. Yeah, Jack is voiced by Phil Lamar, whom is that, responsible for on, everything. He's, yeah, this he's is, everywhere. This is really, like, a, this is really a, like an A-list cast for voice acting, because oh, yeah. Phil Lamar was Jack. Um, the uh, Aku was... Let me, let me see. I, I missed... I'm, I messed it for just a second. Mako Iwamatsu. Mako Iwamatsu, who was, come on, General Iroh? Yeah, from Avatar. And uh, Splinter from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I don't care as much about that. But... Whenever I see TMNT, I think they might be giants, and I have to correct myself. Yeah, you you have to learn your, alpha, your ABCs, friend. <laughs> That's no good. Um, and then the Scotsman also is uh, John DiMaggio, so... Yeah. Yeah. So you get uh, Bender and Hermes Conrad meeting up outside of Futurama. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he doesn't go into a full-blown Jamaican accent, but he gets a surfer voice once. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, um, yeah, and Jack- and and we we you know 
The Scotsman's only in, like, four episodes, but we put him on a bit of a pedestal, because he's just the greatest... Like, I sought out every episode with him in it. <laughs> yes, as... Well, there's only four. Yeah, like, he's a real crazy. He's a real ensemble dark horse, like, favorite character thing, which makes sense, because Jack isn't very exciting on his own. I don't find him he that interesting. He around a lot. He's... Yeah, I mean... Would you like to say he, what he... I know you want to say? Oh, you weren't, you, you weren't going to say the sidekick line? He moves the story along. He moves the story along. <laughs> no, he, um, you know, if it wasn't for the uh, animation and the audio, um, watching Jack would be pretty boring. Mm-hmm. But they do the fight scenes and the in-between fight scenes so well, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, he's... It's Again, it's like you said, it's a very Eastern style of focusing on the scenery and um, doing these sort of moment-to-moment shots rather than, like scene to scene. It, it really doesn't focus on the motion so much as these uh these these yeah, these scenes like uh like in a like in a comic or a painting, which kinda explains why it was so effortlessly adapted into a comic and makes sense considering some of the um influences that uh Gendy had. But um I I will say that I just don't find Jack that exciting. Uh he is you know, he's a paladin, essentially. He's honorable, dedicated, kind um, he's pretty much without personal strife or conflict. Yeah, he kind of, he kind of figures himself out. He kind of knows who um, he is immediately. Well, early on they have an episode where Aku, like, brings up his anger and hatred and, and, like, makes an evil version of him, Mad Jack. Oh, yeah. Um, and you get to compare kind of, like, what he seems like when he's fighting when he's calm versus when he's fighting in a rage. Um... But, you know, he d- it doesn't come to that that often. He's usually pretty calm. Yeah, any turmoil... Unless he's, like, about to die. Any turmoil or emotion he expresses is usually about his duty to defeat Aku. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not It's not about himself. Yeah, no, he's it's not a... he's surprisingly one-dimensional. He is his goal. He is a sam- He is the samurai. Um, but he, well, you the see, other you characters bring him out. Like, you... Oh, go ahead. You sometimes see him uncomfortable with his aggressiveness. Um... Like he, you know, he'll he'll rage at something and cut it in half and then be, you know, slightly embarrassed at. Yeah, it, those but... are my favorite parts. Whenever he's personalized and not just like a legendary warrior. I think that's why I like some of the more humorous episodes rather than just the straight action because you see, you see more of him. I absolutely like the more humorous episodes. I found myself kind of getting bored for like Samurai versus Ninja, which although really cool just wasn't as much fun to listen to than some of the humorous episodes. Um, The concept was stronger than the execution. Also, the tools that they're working with, the tools that they're working with, like the animation and sound effect, like, uh, uh, like a workbench from uh, Dexter's lab really suits comedy a little bit better than action. I agree. I think, I think they had a lot of diverse ability with the animation, the audio, I think, was pretty monotonous. Yeah, did you notice that, like, they use that sword swipe for everything. That's like the Wilhelm scream of swords. <laughs> like, I can't handle it. It's so it's so monotonous and repetitive. Yeah. Um, but let, let's let's talk about but, that a little but, bit later. Yeah, but... Uh, let's get back Jack, to Jack. You know, you, you see Jack, usually at the start of an episode, you see Jack, and he's... He's either, you know, you see a little backstory. Oh, you know, have you heard about this ancient portal that you can go through to get back in time or grants you a wish or something? Mm-hmm. Or 
he's sitting in a bar <laughs> drinking drinking water. About to get his ass he, kicked by a bunch of bounty hunters who don't get it. He's wearing a straw hat, and everybody is like, "Isn't the guy with the straw hat the guy that's like ultimate bounty?" Like, <laughs> yeah, he does not change his wardrobe to fit. Like, he he doesn't understand disguise. No, at all. <laughs> Samurai warrior he, sometimes in hat. Where did he get that hat? <laughs> he didn't have it in the past, did he? It it's destroyed. He must have Every made episode. it. Like, maybe he spent, like, three years on, like, uh, just in Honolulu, like, doing basket weaving and, like, learning to play the <laughs> ukulele. He, like, do you think that he had, like, a sabbatical in his, like, warrior training around the world? I mean, he's... <laughs> I, I believe it. Yeah. Um, he had to go to finishing school, right? He's very polite. <laughs> He's so polite. He he apologizes. Yeah, I, uh, that 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 brings. Like, I'm it... sorry. I do not. I do not want to hurt you. And everyone um... wants to hurt him, which is great. Like that's the best part about Samurai Jack is that the other characters in the show really make him stand out as as this you know sore thumb in this context. Like Aku, the Scotsman, random bounty hunters. They're all boisterous. They're all incredibly violent because the world that they live in is. Necessitates this sort of predatory prey like aspect, and he's clinging to ideals which no longer make sense. So, in that context, whenever he's relating to other people whom you know, uh, kill or be killed attitude, it's it's Mm -hmm. it's more fun to watch. I I never thought of it as um, you know when he makes these decisions to you know help his friends at the cost to himself even at the cost of a greater good by being able to go back in time. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of it, but it's really just like he's holding on to that honor code that only he has, really. Yeah, I wouldn't have mind seeing some homesickness and some like uh, some uh, some knowledge from Jack that he is just... He, he no longer needs these ideals that he's clinging to. Like, in, in fact, I would like to see them be like his active... I guess they do kind of actively detriment him. <laughs> They prevent him from like completing his mission, so we um, we were, yeah. He definitely is fettered in a way I, that uh, I think it's kind Terry of Terry McGinnis is. Yeah, it's kind of telling in the like first couple episodes, like the intro plot line, uh, when he's making that banner to do to do his fight against the horde, just gigantic yeah. horde of bugs. I mean, those three episodes were definitely developed more singularly and with the themes in mind than maybe the later episodes. I agree, um, but I, I just love. He's drawing this symbol, uh, his family's like family crest. I love that a, crest. It's it's called a kamon. It's like a square and circle with lines. Yeah, it's so um, cool. I love that thing. I wanted a, I want a tattoo of it on my bicep or something. Well, what I what I love about it is it represents his family and his ideals in the past. And then like these future dogs, like dog people, that just literally they walk, walk all over all it. over it. And he's like, <laughs> well, I guess it's not that that, that bad with paw prints on it. Keep it as is. Um, <laughs> But but the uh, the family crest, the Kamon, it, it's not a real one, but it was designed to look similar to real ones. It looks really legitimate. I love that Jack's, thing. Jack's family's Kamon is called Zintaris, and it represents the five basic positive human characteristics, uh, which are goodness, modesty, wisdom, skill, acceptance. and inner peace. Oh. Inner, inner peace, Ben. <laughs> My bad. It's kind, of, it's kind of acceptance. What were you, uh, <laughs> are you gonna, the five was, stages of grief? I, I was going back and forth between saying acceptance and uh, smell. <laughs> Just thinking of things that you have five of. <laughs> Admitting you have a problem. Uh, the thumb. Um. <laughs> 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 um, but anyway. <laughs> the five anythings is going to just be ridiculous. Yeah. Heart. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Go planet. 
and Jack does go planet because he's, <laughs> he wanders everywhere. Oh my god, he uses, he, like, he learns so many different skills, and it's so much more interesting to see him, like, with a bow, or on horseback, than just using his katana. Every time he's forced to use a skill that he picked up in the, you know, uh, in the intro, the intro episode, um, mm-hmm. it's very, it's very satisfying. Oh yeah, that's, it's such a great training montage, and he uses, like, everything against the bug drones in that first arc. Yeah, and then it, like, kind of fades out and of the- focus. And the battle preparations, he's, like, preparing for battle. It's very cool. Yeah, I mean, um, it was meant he do, to be he does the that coolest a, thing ever. He, do, he does that again in the Jump Good episode, where it, it's more about the preparations than his skill. Which is why it's one because of my when, favorite episodes, cause because training when you, montage, when you're just, he's when still you're just my heart. Watching, when you're just watching Jack and his skill, it's kind of the same thing each time. This is one of the things I really didn't like about Batman Beyond, is that Terry mm-hmm. did not have to train. Like, he's training by yeah. doing, which is, I don't know, putting a fledgling Batman out there is, is not really the symbol that Bruce was going for. I, I, we don't have to go back right. and Batman Beyond, I guess. Um, yeah, should we, <laughs> should we talk about Aku? Let's. <laughs> oh, man, Aku is wonderful. He's, he's, he's fully, like, he's just a black shade, he can shapeshift. He's got, like, these green sort of face mask, and then, great flaming eyebrows! eyebrows. <laughs> yes, it's so good. And he oh my, uses he his looks, eyes to kill everything. He looks kind of like one of those, like, cardboard cutout Kabuki Theater. I was going to say, like, Kabuki Theater things. was also an inspiration for this. Yeah, like, he looks like he could be in, like, a Shadow Puppet show or, uh, <laughs> you know, something like that. He looks like he could be in Battle Block Theater. Yeah. <laughs> like, just torching the boat in the opening cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. He's a shapeshifter, and I love what they do with that. Uh, he doesn't when, use when it he, all like, that much, though. When he fights one on one with Jack, I'm thinking specifically the um, Jack and the Zombies episode. I don't remember that. Oh, it's great. There's like barely any dialogue, and Jack's like fighting through a graveyard of of undead things, and then Aku fights him and beats him and grabs his sword and like tries to stab oh, yeah. him with it. But it doesn't work because it can't harm a good soul yeah, or something like that. Because yeah, good cannot self-terminate. Yeah. Um, but um, but what I liked about the shapeshifting in in that and some other episodes is, you know, Aku will do like an attack, like a swing of an arm or something, as like this like humanoid figure, mm-hmm. and it'll zoom into just the blackness, and then when it zooms out, you see like it's a completely different part of a different animal. So he'll go from like humanoid. Zoom in on the arm, zoom out. Oh, it's a scorpion's tail. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They the animators really like messing around with Aku, just doing whatever the hell he feels like doing. A lot of the time, he's just standing stoically, you know, giving troops battle orders. But whenever he gets his hands dirty, it's real fun to watch. Um, yeah, he's got like the most over-expressive facial emotions. <laughs> yeah, it, everything that Jack is in his stoicism, Aku is not. Aku is just a mad child with, with uh, you know, omnipotent, with an omnipotent mad child. He's like Jafar when he gets his genie powers. <laughs> he, he's like, he's, he's needlessly malicious. He's so over the top. And incredibly egotistical. Like, everything that this Jack is, isn't. <laughs> this is snidely whiplash levels of just over-the-top evil for evil's sake, which makes sense given that he is the embodiment of evil, mm-hmm. but... 
Yeah. You know, give it a rest, man. Save I, a kitten. <laughs> I don't really get I don't really get some of the things that he does cuz it's not really being evil. It just seems like he, what he felt like doing that day. Like sometimes he'll just be yeah. like make a bunch of statues of me. Raise them from yeah. the raise them from the deep. Make a commercial of me eating a hamburger cuz that'll cuz that'll raise our sales. <laughs> what is happening? Why do you even need to do that? Just murder anyone. It's He's, yeah, I mean, in, he doesn't in the, use his powers like effectively, but he's the comedy core of almost any episode. Yeah, he he really doesn't know what to do with all his powers, but I do think that in like a post future cyberpunk apocalyptic fantasy metroscape, uh-huh. um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, the kind of ruling. Yeah, I know what it is. The, Go the on. Ruling people <laughs> would, the ruling the ruling guy would have to be, you know highly capitalist in his goals you know? i suppose so and you know he has to be pretty i mean even with everybody being afraid of him um there is still i mean because people are afraid of him there's still an uprising so machiavelli was wrong like there's definitely yeah. people who are willing to resist him um they just kind of need a figurehead which jack provides what exactly is he using the money for though i don't know i don't fucking know dude maybe he just really it's... likes hamburgers he doesn't need money and here's the thing jack never has money nope he he refuses any effort for someone to pay him and he doesn't like work like in between the episodes is he like on construction for a few weeks I, or something I, I don't know i assume that he just like kind of every bar that he goes to um people just kind of know who he is and someone tries to rough him up and he lays them out and then he just asks for generosity <laughs> and they're just like sure man whatever you want he kills a lot of robots. He only kills robots. Everybody who's a bad guy becomes a robot because Jack has to be able to slice off his arm. I feel like sometimes they're not robots, but yeah. <laughs> they're they're robots they're by association. Clearly, they're clearly sentient. Like, they have emotions, a lot well, of them. Well, it is the future. Does that make it better? <laughs> you're missing... I think That just means that they're more human. I think you're missing my implication. I think you... Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the, the point the implication is don't worry about it yeah <laughs> but i'm tired of, like i kind of want him to kill people i no that doesn't make any sense is that wrong <laughs> that doesn't make any sense for his character i do want him to be I betrayed like, by a human and have to deal with like letting him go yeah. like that would be I like, really batman i like the idea of jack realizing that the future is temporary and like if it's not one of those side timeline things just like um you know he's like oh, well, I'm going to go back in the past and save everything so I can just kill whoever. Like, I love that idea of a sociopath, like, superhero guy, but I guess that wouldn't be Jack. Someone, yeah, someone whom, whose actions do not have consequence because of his greater goal. Yeah. I think you are now talking about Chrono from Crimson Echoes when he finds yeah. dead Marl and he's just like, it doesn't matter, I'm going to murder everyone. <laughs> and Frog's We're just gonna... like, uh, all right, man, you killed Lavos, but Jesus Christ... We're going to literally kill a continuity. You're going to get mad about this guard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Focus. Bigger picture. I... Uh, do you have anything else to say about Aku? I mean, he, his face looks really funny, and he also all the humorous sound effects tend to happen when he's on screen. Like, he definitely has blinky sound, blinking sound effects. He's got, when his, he's got the, like, doink. Like, yeah, he anything something. that could fit in Dexter's lab is going to happen when Aku's on screen. Oh, God. Aku is just... I want to see Aku in other things. <laughs> <laughs> I want Aku to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, in the billboards, eating a sandwich. 
He could definitely <laughs> be like in like a shitty like Mortal Kombat knockoff or a Street Fighter tie-in. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Jack could definitely be in like Soul Calibur, but I would love to see Aku yeah, like, in so Smash lame. Bros. kind of thing. <laughs> he definitely fits there, doesn't he? He's so comical. He's just he is cartoon. It, like I don't I don't he's I don't know, man. It, He's cartoonish in a way that the rest of the show isn't. Mm-hmm. Like, in the in the sense of, like, in the old-fashioned version of cartoonish, like, childish kind of thing. Yeah. He doesn't really fit. Like, this is not his future. His A future that he truly created feels like it would just be, oh, you know, it's Tuesday. Let's all wear fancy hats and punch a kitten. Yeah. You know, it... <laughs> it really doesn't reflect him at all. You'd think that, like, given 2,000 years of omnipotent, unchallenged power, he'd be able to, like craft the world in his image a little bit more precisely but nah 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 yeah. he like he he's not a he's not a proactive villain he just kind of gets bored sometimes but he doesn't have he, any plans no he was surprised when jack came back <laughs> yeah you knew that, that you means did he that. didn't that means he didn't know when he was sending him to and by the time and sent him so far that he forgot <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> incredibly fallible <laughs> he's so incompetent i'm amazed jack hasn't taken him down ever like well i mean that's that's the best thing about him is that he's so fallible um but I, so powerful I, I it doesn't it's, matter it's got to be one of those like chaos cannot comprehend order sort of deals Mm-hmm. Like, he just doesn't get plans. Like, he just he <laughs> uses his power like a cudgel, you know? He just beats his problems into submission or, you know, says, eh, I'll deal with it tomorrow. He doesn't really, he doesn't really have an overarching uh, sort, of, sort, of, sort of methodology. I'm imagining him as, like, a disgruntled office worker. Like, there's a bunch of Greece. different, like, evil deities, like, competing for, like, worst controller of the world yeah, of the month like there's chronos and cthulhu <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and but he's the kind of guy where it's like oh five o'clock clocking out bye <laughs> yeah he's not his heart's not in it <laughs> <laughs> see you later mardok i'm now now i'm getting a idea that he like gets fired for it and he's like on his like lazy boy eating a oh! eating a eating a turkey sub and watching tv which by Jack the way shows... try to visu- anyone who's listening to this Try to visualize that with any difficulty. Can't. <laughs> you can't. It's too easy to Jack, visualize. Jack shows up at his door. He's like, Aku, finally, I will destroy. And he's just sat. Like, Aku's in his sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, he's got a robe on. <laughs> he's, he's got a robe. He's flipping channels. He's like, oh, samurai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You like... And Jack's, like, so sad. He, like, can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you all right? I uh, got laid off the plant. <laughs> Things have really let's taken get, a bad turn since I stopped ruling it for whatever. Let's get let's get you into rehab. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Aku is great. I I have a in the same way that I have a massive smile on my face whenever Boss shows up. Whenever Aku shows up, I'm a huge fan. Um, he just you know, just a more interesting character than Jack. Even if Jack um is cooler. Uh, like, uh, but a perfect like, combination. Objectively speaking, yes. But uh, speaking yeah. of cool characters, a perfect, cool, and effective character is the Scotsman. <laughs> so amazing! I love the Scotsman. So he's just—he's a perfect foil to Jack, but also a badass in his own right. Yeah, he's just—if Aku was a good guy and immortal, like I don't know, like he does provide a vessel and foils Jack. And the, yeah. the pairing is by far more interesting than either of them alone, but it's it would be a lot more fun to just watch the Scotsman than it would be to just watch Jack. Yeah, because J- Jack 
Jack is silent. Scotsman yells a lot. Possibly, Jack yeah. is sm- slender. Scotsman has Knows some odd... ways to call him a panty waist. <laughs> which hopefully you'll cut it now. What do you think of that, Mr. Pajama Wedding? Basket face, slipper wielding, clipe, three buckle, gather up and play more bleeder and gomino, Jesse off looking stoner, Niff Plukis and milk drinking, soy face, show pit, move, snivelling worm eyed hood and walk, vile stooty calibrate tatty. Jack is definitely a product of ancient times, whereas um, although he take although the Scotsman takes like measures from Celtic uh, past or whatever, um, he, you know, he's he's very much accepting of modern society in the fact that one of his legs is a machine gun. Yeah, <laughs> and he constantly is pulling grenades out of his kilt, and has oh, magic runes on his giant sword. It's really silly. Yeah. Like, John DiMaggio is really good with characters who are tough on the outside but sensitive on the inside. He's he he is a sensitive man. Yeah, like he, the Scotsman, Bender, and Jake are all kind of like this macho man facade. How about Jake? Yeah, like kind of masking this inner insecurity. Like he really he's a big softie at heart. He really enjoys it. He really likes Jack. Like once he, like, he likes Jack. He likes the bagpipes. He loves he his loves wife. his clan. He lo- he loves his wife. Yeah. Um. They, and and when they team up, it is a classic husband and wife team. Sure. And <laughs> yep, they kind of already are a husband and wife team. Him and Jack. Oh, Jack. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jack is focused. I love um, when they're fighting the first time uh, and they're handcuffed together. Yeah. Like that's okay. better than rush first hour, off, right the, there. The enemy had a gun that shoots handcuffs sure. and happened to get these two warriors who are super fast. Mm-hmm. Hit them both. And by the way, caught, if you look at their guard, wrists, man. if you look at their wrists, very different wrist sizes. Yeah. Which means the odds of that working was very low. <laughs> Jack needed to like call. He didn't have a moment to rest, or else he would have like called upon his spy training from like MI6 and like popped all of his joints out of out of place and like dislocated oh. his thumb to get out of the handcuffs. <laughs> it's like I need to go to my dark room. Just give me a minute and just like a whole episode of him just like remembering the mantra. Like, the body is weak, the mind is strong. Yeah. But Jack is, like, smarter than the Scotsman, and Jack says something like, um, uh, the arrow relies on the bow, the bow relies on the arrow, but they cannot work when they're chained together. And the Scotsman's like, what the hell are we using a bow and arrow for right now? That would not work at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't really get anything. He's really great. <laughs> oh, he's... Um, I... I really so like his clan the, too. Oh, his clan's great. The you know, O'Lafferty or whatever. Yeah, what <laughs> whatever. Clear yeah. stereotypes. Yeah, which I want to bring that up. I want to bring something up about that in a minute. But his, I remember this one scene from when he has to go rescue his wife and he has to get indoctrinated into the clan, and the clan yeah. greets him um, by everyone sitting around like need tables because I guess that's just their natural state, and they see uh-huh. him and they all immediately start waving their swords in the air. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm just it. I almost let it slip by me because it was following a scene with like Aku or something. So I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. But no, um, the he's in four episodes, and if you're just starting the series, watch the first three episodes for the intro plot arc. Then watch <laughs> the one where Jack meets the Scotsman, the one where Jack and the Scotsman team up to save the Scotsman's wife, and the two-parter where Jack loses his memory. Amnesia becomes a, becomes a. Uh... 
uh, a surfer dude from California. He, he loses his mind to the sirens, whose you know their voices can charm any man. Yeah, the sirens the again, ancient this, mythology. Yeah, the Scotsman saves them because he thinks it's it's ugly music and counters with the bagpipes. Yep, he 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 says that the sirens sound like a somebody stepping on a lot of cats. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone stepping, stepping on, on a cat. cat. Sounds like someone steps on a lot of cats. <laughs> yeah, he's so he's so fun to watch. And then he just, and then he just, you know, where Jack would just look, give them a long, like minute long look, and then slash them. He yells at them, like swears at them for a he's, minute. He's laughing while he's shooting a machine gun leg. He's <laughs> having the time of life. By the way, where do you think he? Where do you think Jack got the surfer mentality imprinted on, upon him from? Is there somewhere in the future that's just like surfer dude society? No, there can't be. Otherwise, it's, we would have seen it's it. It's mostly yeah. It's mostly just pirates around there, right? How did that happen? <laughs> um, have you noticed that um, the humanoid uh, people, like um, or, or the robots, so like bounty hunters or you know like criminal syndicate or anybody like that, are usually evil or treacherous. Whereas, it, you know, if there's, like, a society of anthropomorphic dogs or anthropomorphic, like, sea creatures or cavemen, like, the primitive stuff is good. Like, there's a very strong na- nature versus um, civilization, urbanization, yeah. civilization dichotomy going on. This definitely, yeah, this is not sort of like a Miyazaki, you know, uh, or origin spirits of the past sort of deal where, like, there's good in each of them. This is definitely... Uh, one good, one bad. Yeah. It, it, absolutely, like everything that, which is weird because Aku does not really embody civilization. Sort of the he's primordial. He's sort of like the absence of the civilization. I don't know why he didn't just have everyone chained up making statues for two thousand years. Would have been inefficient. Hey, he's not really. He's not about efficiency, is he? No, I suppose not. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned how uh, none of the characters have names. Um. I, I didn't mention how it really helps to sell the whole Japanese story painting effect. Um, because we're not really given much more than what we work with. You can kind of see these episodes being just long versions of a painting that someone found. Oh, like one of those um, like wall scrolls that are done across like a vase or a, yeah. or a long wall. Yeah, absolutely. A story told on a vase or like hieroglyphics or something. Like you don't, they don't have names. Like, they're just the characters that are necessary for the plot. Yeah, you can explain a plot, like, a full plot in, like, a couple sentences. Yeah. Because the, um, the plot like, is not the point. Like, the, um... The, I mean, the one all of, the plots are more heavily told with visuals than with dialogue. Yeah, and I think we should move into animation, definitely. Um, definitely. I do want to say one more thing about characters, which is just yeah. that all the minions and, like, one-off characters look so disgusting to me. They, none of them look cool. They all look stupid. <laughs> I don't know why that is. The gigantic robots with, like, arms that are way too big, and the, you know, fish aliens with... They just look gross. All the pirates just have, like, double chins, or, like, their faces are, like, Picasso. Like, even Jack has, like, a square... Like, a perfectly rectangular nose, somehow. There's a bar. There's a barbarian who just, like... He got shot in the head with an arrow, and the arrow's just there. Yeah, it's very clear villainization of anyone who's not Jack. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> which, which is, which is you know, it kind of fits the whole 
uh, storybook aesthetic. But um, yeah, we and that, le- definitely... that leads into animation because um, there's a lot done with light and darkness and shadow. And Jack is like this lone beacon of light in a very dark, dark world. That's more of a tone thing, but yeah, def- I definitely agree. Where he's just uh, he's he's such a stark contrast to the world around him, and it, it kind of brings home that whole honor before reason sort of deal where Mm -hmm. he could go into the past, but he would be denying everything which makes him, uh, you know, uh, incorruptible in this environment. Like, he's not giving in to the easy way of just adapting his morals to the society around him. He's he's sticking to what he knows and what he believes in. So it it definitely comes across in in that. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I find boring about him is that he doesn't change. Well, like I said, he he's only really, he's really only cool when you contrast him with the other characters. Yeah, uh, I definitely do agree with that, though. So, uh, I did want to sort of segregate the ideas that this show can be action packed and that it can be funny, because hmm. whenever this show is not action packed, it's usually comedic. Like, there's tons of visual gags rather than banter or any kind of talking, which you know it wouldn't be befitting Jack's stoic character, but. At at one point, like in the Scotsman with the amnesia had it, Jack, he he puts Jack into the sword sheath for safekeeping <laughs> when he has to fight off a bar full of guys, and every shot of the, the Scotsman shows Jack like his legs like his sticking legs out sticking of the sheath. That's, that is great. So like it's an, it, it is sort of an action scene, but it's not like a, a high stakes it's, one. I mean, it's, this this show, for as much as it wants to be action, has really good understanding of comedy yeah absolutely that one really great comedic time there's one thing that i will never get out of my head it's the funniest scene in samurai jack and i don't mind saying that right now Um, which one it's when they when he first meets the scotsman and (laughs) and he punctures the bagpipes because because the scotsman's making so much goddamn fun of him he punctures the bagpipes and they both look at the bagpipes as they slowly (laughs) slowly deflate and (laughs) make the saddest bagpipe noise just (laughs) Yeah, you should probably cut that in there as well. But and they're both just like you give me a lot of work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's such a good. It's, fine. it's such a good noise though. You've done it now. It's a great sound. I might just put in that whole scene. <laughs> yeah. If if I don't put in the whole scene and you're listening to this, go watch it. You should watch it anyway. It's great. Uh, yeah. But that sound has stuck with me for so long. Uh, the best tonal shifts always happen at the end of the episode. Where it goes from, you know, tragic or triumphant or determined straight into a... <laughs> <laughs> like, without any segue. Jack, 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 Jack. Yeah, it's, like, really... It's, it's very, yeah, an abrupt tonal shift that I think is supposed to be a joke. Um, so, yeah, it does comedy really well, which is surprising for a show without kind of, you know, audible jokes. Um, I think that it does the drama a little less fluidly. I, yeah, the drama's not the um, the comedy comes in a lot through the facial expressions, like um, you know, it's a funny situation rather than a funny joke. Yeah, the, and, the characters and, look and Jack gets it and he smiles as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Sort of a quiet. But you can't really have Jack do a dramatic face because it's always on. Yeah, like, he's always got like this, like the tilted eyes, like he's focused or angry. There are times that the show can do drama, but it's not with the characters because they all look so goddamn goofy. No, the drama is actually done sometimes by changing the um, aspect ratio. 
Oh yeah. This is really cool, and that I don't think I've seen really in any other um, cartoon where, you know, if if they're doing like a charge, the screen will narrow, so it's like a movie. Mm-hmm. Or if Jack gets thrown up into the air, the screen narrows to emphasize the distance. Or oh, accompanied is, by one is... of those other uh, music, uh, one of those other sound effects that gets used way too often, which is something whooshing through the air. Oh yeah, a lot of whooshing. <laughs> that and the sword um, effect happens so much. One really cool effect that they do is um, they'll have like him charging with a, with like him screaming or like any sort of action shot where he cuts something in half. Yeah, and they'll show it three times yeah. in segments of gra- zoom across in the screen. Each time. each time it zooms in a little bit. Yeah. Beautiful. There's also, like, he'll do, like, three quick cuts and it'll go, and it'll, like, it'll have, like, one vertical panel, one, like, horizontal panel, and then a third bit vertical panel, and it'll all be on the same, it'll all be on the same screen, but they, they, like, show them one at a time. Oh, that's great. And it's, yeah, it, it, it doesn't draw too much attention to it because it's in the span of, like, a second and a half, but it's just... Yeah. It's just such a better way to punctuate the action. Yeah. That this, being this said, be oh, go ahead. A very good. Um, this would be a very good comic book. I haven't read the comic Neither book. I'm sure I. it's very similar. I'm sure it's very um, great. Uh, yeah. But as much as it does action well, I think it does the drama not as well. Like sometimes it overdoes it and gets eye rolly. Um, here's what I want from the drama every time. Jack yeah. has completed some sort of task um, or failed it, whatever, and he walks into the distance and there's music. And that's yeah. kind of it. Just let us bask in him being awesome for a second before the next thing. Yeah, and sometimes they don't do that. I remember one specific time, the Magma Warrior one. You remember that one? I do not. It's, okay, so it's, he's being beckoned into this area where there's this Magma Warrior. Um, and he, he makes it through the Magma Warrior's traps and the Magma Warrior states, like, I used to be a great, um a great warrior in my own time, and Aku imprisoned me in this body of rock. Over time, I was able to animate it such that uh, I could challenge any warriors who could come through my traps mm, so, that, familiar, so yeah. that somebody honorable enough and skilled enough could finally leave, uh, put me to rest and give me a death in battle. That's awesome. It is awesome. And he dies, and then fucking Valkyries come down while Jack is watching through like this beacon of light and carry him off and you see the warrior, like, animate again. Like, as he's being carried off, he smiles at Jack. And I'm like, that was all unnecessary! <laughs> what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, what? He could have he done, like, a thumbs up or the horns I, or something? Like, I kind of yeah. expected him to, him to, like, wink. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, what happened? Yeah, you, don't, you don't need that. We don't need a happy ending in, this, in a show that's this dark. Absolutely not. Him smiling would have been, been enough. Especially because they punctuate it with an even better ending seconds later where he where jack carves like free onto his tombstone and then walks away if he's made a rock just have his dying form look like a rock that says free or something like like that having like auto petrify yeah that's a that's a sick way to die (laughs) so what you're telling me is the ending was kill him valkyrie thumbs up free don't do jack don't Jack Samurai Jack. High five, free, high five, freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Everybody leave on three. <laughs> I mean, it should be implied that he's going to ride through the Valley of Heroes, much like Rain- Rainbow Randolph. Rainbow Randolph. <laughs> um, without yeah. showing it happening, like yeah. for a show that constantly is usually showing without telling, uh, but sometimes it sometimes, it sometimes it highlights weird things. Like 
Is it, yeah. it maybe it's just to like make it not as dire a consequence because humans very rarely die in the show. Did they just need to have him have a happy ending? But it would have been so much stronger if he just had a quiet a death of quiet dignity. Really, really played up the honorable warrior theme of the episode. I was just I, I got so I angry watching it. They might have just been trying to fill time because if you have a show where like you can sum up the plot in a minute, the you know. The, the action sequences and the long dramatic pauses might not take as long as you think they will, and you have to add something at the end. The, like, I, I, I understand time. that. You gotta put the I'm sure they could have put it in somewhere else, though. They, re- they could have just put another trap earlier in the episode. It would have been fine. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. just done more combat. Like, they don't shy away from ten minutes of combat in this show. No, they do that not. That ninja episode had him fighting a ninja for fucking ten minutes. Right, because that was done in a beautiful... Yeah. Beautiful idea. Yeah, that's true. If not beautiful execution. That's true. And, uh, oh, man, one other example of comedy. I, I, I know that I'm putting a lot of examples in, but it, that's it really helps. You, I watched a lot of these episodes. Yeah. I... <laughs> so when the Scotsman beats up the dragon and starts yelling at it to try to get Jack's memory back, um, the dragon has just been, like, growling and snarling, and suddenly Scotsman beats him up, and it's like, alright, tell me where his memory is. And the dragon immediately responds in English in a nerd voice out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, there's a key, there's a music change to lighthearted and funny, and the dragon's mm-hmm. dialogue is like, yeah, he really straightened me out. I got my job back. I'm going out more. <laughs> it's like, the, 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 the comedy aspect of it is so strong when they realize that's what they're doing, and just yeah. the drama is not as strong. And it is harder because it's not in every episode. Absolutely. Funny. That's true. Uh. A lot of the episodes are kind of uh, tagged for action slash drama versus anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we can we can we can move on from tone and genre now. Like sure. I think we said um, everything about that. Yeah, but um, you mentioned the ninja fight, and I'd like to talk about that aspect of the animation. That sometimes there are fights that that try and hit a very niche aspect of the animation um, or they're trying to reference something very strongly okay uh, and th- there's a few that I can think of so the ninja fight the idea is a ninja goes after Jack the ninja's dressed in all black mm-hmm. and Jack thinks okay I'm gonna dress in all white yeah, so cool and we're gonna do battle on a plane of light and shadow yeah what where were they <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It looked like a warehouse, but it was, like, in the location of where a lighthouse would be. It didn't make a lot of yeah. sense. So, so there's just, like, light and dark. And you see, like, when Jack, dressed in all white, moves across darkness, you can see him. But then when he moves against the light spot, he's invisible. And they just play around with that for too long, but yeah. it's a great concept. It is a little bit too long, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a set piece, like... It's it's kind of like one of them one of those Japanese paintings one of those ukiyo-e paintings I was talking about earlier, uh-huh. which is um, you know it really plays up the whole light versus shadow thing at times. Um, yeah. It also plays up like ukiyo-e the the definition of it. I I did a lot of research into it because it was so apparent in the show. Ukiyo-e mm-hmm. is uh, pictures of the floating world, which is suitable for this show because there's a lot of scenes like I would almost say once an episode. Jack is just traveling through some biomes. It can be the entire focus of an episode. Like, when Jack's underneath the sea, it's just him. There's floating, there's fish, just looking at this different 
world. Yeah. It's very atmospheric. I mean, in a in a sense, it's the the animators are kind of taking you along for a ride into this in in this weird sort of melding of future society with ancient landscapes. Cuz yeah. in a future society you'd expect it to be a lot more cultivated and civilized and it's it's frankly not. There's wilderness everywhere. Yeah, I like that kind of anachronism of I know, love mixing, it. Yeah, it's great. Mix, mixing the old-fashioned stuff with the new stuff like machine gun leg on the Scotsman. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is yeah, I don't know. Somebody some kid in like 4th grade like started drawing stuff and he's like uh, I'm my my new you know, uh, I'm just learning about the internet, so I know all about these new future concepts, but I really just like drawing dragons and wizards and stuff. <laughs> Let's see if yeah. I can just mash them together. <laughs> and then, put a robot in there. Yeah. And... and instead of algebra, we got Samurai Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the anachronism because it also drives home the point that Aku is really winging it. He's he's horrible at his job. Hey, he doesn't have a job. Like, he is he trying to make everything urban? Because it, it's, it's not. Is he trying to destroy magic? He's not. It's, it's not that he has... It, it's not that he doesn't have a job so much as he... Like, because he's his own boss. <laughs> it's that he doesn't yeah. seem to have a purpose or a function. He's just kind of doing what feels good without yeah. any re- recognition of like how it will impact anything. But yeah, we, we've talked about Aku enough, I think. Um... Another interesting fight scene uh, that I found was in Jack in the Haunted House, where he does battle with this, like, dragon, lion, demon thing. Sure. Um, and he's, like, sucked into, like, this other world where it's all done in, like, Asian calligraphy style. Oh. It's, all, it's like, black and white, like, and it's moving lines. Like the, uh, like the music video for Take Me On? Yes, it's exactly. <laughs> I'm glad you made that connection. Like, a, like the waitress in the di- uh, like a waitress in a diner pulls Jack into a wall, and he has to like yeah, fight it, ninjas while. Uh, if you look into her coffee cup, if you look into her coffee cup, Jack is there. Yeah, and Rick and the guy shows up, and if and the guy's chasing them, if you remove one of their masks, it's not cool. I love that. I love that song actually. Oh, it's a great. song. That's like a litmus test for if you can do falsetto. Yeah. <laughs> it requires a huge range because there's also a low there's also a really low end on that song is there yeah er, early on oh okay i i always yeah. i also like the uh shying away you know that yeah. be that song. like i don't really understand I, what he's saying but i'm like yeah that's me <laughs> i i can hit the high note on a really good day but in general that song's about an octave higher than i'm comfortable mm. what happens on a really bad day on a really bad day, I don't sing that song at all. <laughs> you just know. You just <laughs> and that's know. what makes it a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, there's some pause and effect things stuff going on there. You're going to have to, like, get... You're going to have to recruit either the Time Squad or anybody from Samurai Jack Future, because they all I'm have, have to, time to travel relics. I'm going to have to hire um, one of a million different bounty hunters that exist. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that episode with, like, the five bounty hunters? Uh, I don't think I did, no. I saw the episode yeah, with was... the Imakandi. Which one was that? That was the one where Aku goes to, like, the, the native planet to, um, to, uh, to recruit the native warriors whom are very good at hunting. Which, uh, by the way, that, that actually <laughs> reminds me of something. Um, all the aliens in this, super racist. <laughs> yeah. They all come across as really, really racist. Like, the sand people with turbans. 
Um, there's also there's... regular racism because sometimes there's like a black guy and he's just like he's really black guy. Oh, like in the third episode, the 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 half black guy, half tank. What doesn't he have like tire treads for feet? Yeah, I might be. I, I might be. I was thinking about Samu. I was thinking about Samurai. Oh. Who like has a boombox? Yeah, isn't that and... like Afro Samurai or something? And like a gold tooth, <laughs> and just plays himself up. Yeah, the, and the they also have a bounty lo- hunter. There's, there's a haggis loving like, Scotsman. So yeah, haggis loving Scots like space Jews. That happened. Space Jews happened. <laughs> the the episode with the ninja, like there's a bunch of like coastal tribal people. They all look as though they're from the novel The Pearl. Like it's every any time they have somebody in some setting, they're like, where where does this actually happen in the world? Oh, should mm-hmm. we make it futuristic? Nah, these guys are fine. Is it, it, it's it's refreshing that there aren't any white people. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice except, that. Except when Jack puts on the surfer dude accent, I I think that's supposed to be... He's like, my name's Brett. He's, his <laughs> name is Brett. <laughs> he goes by Brett in that episode. Yeah. Yep. Um, Pacific, uh, Pacific Rim. Uh, you're thinking of Hot Topic. Am I? Wait, what? Or Aeropostale? <laughs> Pacific Rim was a movie. Was it? I, what am I yes. thinking of? Whatever. I, Anything else? Aeropostale. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I I don't know stuff, man. How'd you get that confused? <laughs> it's like a, I don't know. We're like eighty-five minutes in. You're you're my. It, I don't know when you started recording, but it might be like a hundred minutes soon. Yeah, I'll deal with it. All right. Well, we'll we'll see if we can get through the rest of it. But uh, um, one more I, thing, I I do want to. Oh yeah, yeah. Go, no no no. You go ahead because my next thing is actually music and sound anyway. Okay, um, well, I did want to say, uh, in the cityscapes, mm-hmm. you could see the inspiration from Dexter's Lab coming in, because, um, like, the red and black spiky things looked like Mandark designed it. Yeah. Like, Mandark, Mandark was Aku's personal architect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Aku does, like, again, he's not really one for efficiency, he's just like, let's just make everything look more metal, if you don't mind. Um, uh, I read, I read an interview where Gennady was talking about the executives uh, who were trying to, like, tell him how to do Samurai Jack. And they were trying to push him away from his innovative animation, like, every step. But they were too, like, passive about it. <laughs> <laughs> they're like... It, he's like, do I have to make these changes? And they're like, you don't have to, but we really recommend that you do. And he's like, oh, great, then I won't. That's... That, <laughs> man, against the ground while he walks. Like, I, I love that sort of digging your heels, like... For your, for the sake of your creative vision, innovation, and I feel like we see it a lot in the cartoons that we're referencing because we're looking up good cartoons, and the good cartoons have good innovation. Yeah, um, the one thing, animation-wise, the last thing I want to say about it yeah. is, it's really telling. This is something that I noticed when I was a kid, like when I was like eleven. Mm-hmm. There are no outlines to the characters. Yeah, that is one thing. Again, this is, uh, you know, it's not supposed to be a cartoon. It's supposed to be kind of like a painting. Yeah. You know? I mean, you compare it to something like Fairly Odd Parents, where the thick outline makes up like a fourth of Timmy's weight. I kind of, dis- yeah, I, I think I definitely <laughs> preferred the no outline approach. Makes it look like yeah. they're in the Wind Waker. Yeah, they're flowing into the background. Yeah, um, I can see Aku, like, opening up a portal and summoning Toon Link and just, like, sicking him on Jack. Yeah, he would not be out of place no. any more than everything else is in this show. That's kind of there's this show could very easily do like good, num- good number of crossovers. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially with Aku, because Aku can go anywhere. <laughs> you can put him wherever you want. Um, it's good. He's good on his own. You know, like this, is, this is really an example of taking of making allusions to old art styles um like you know uh diverse art styles and doing it right like i i texted you about how um sheep in the big city apparently is supposed to reference picasso like the people oh, are supposed yeah. to look like that yeah like that's how you do it wrong yeah because <laughs> because that just glosses over yeah i mean they yeah if they really wanted to like take the whole abstractivism concepts they really should have pushed further in the themes as opposed to just making corny jokes over and over and over he's not really mad he's angry if you're if doing your job right looks like you did it wrong then your job doesn't matter <laughs> your job is, <laughs> is is ill-defined and you should not get a raise ever you shouldn't do it <laughs> yeah just just don't show up to work put on your aku sweatpants wait for a samurai <laughs> to knock on your door and go from there um, so I would, as, you know how those uh, sweatpants with like juicy or whatever on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, what would, I would love to have Aku's eyes just there. Oh my god! What would Aku's <laughs> and they would turn on and off have? with like a light switch. Aku would make a great like nightlight. Aku, I would buy any amount of Aku merchandise. <laughs> he, he, then he looks so should, funny. For every episode we should do, we should buy a piece of a, a piece of merchandise. Uh, what I I can't believe I didn't think of this. What if uh, Samurai Jack went to, like, some sort of tribal civilization, and there's, like, a bunch of, like, tea torches there, and, like, Aku shows up to, like, ruin his day at some point, and, like, encounters one of them, and, like, is confused? <laughs> he's <just laughs> like, like, who are you? I don't, I don't understand. What, what am I? Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at them, he's like, hey, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just, like, thinks it's a mirror. <laughs> like an Aku Tiki torch and he just encounters him and he's like this this feels wrong and I don't know why uh, uh, so, um, you want to talk about audio? I do um, I mentioned the ukiyo-e painting style uh, one mm -hmm. thing that really brings uh, one thing that really brings the different like landscapes that they that Jack kind of traverses through a lot of the show um, mm -hmm. is that they all have specific uh, music kind of background music um themes for them. There's not, like, indoor theme or, like, battle theme or anything like that. They're mm -hmm. all very area-specific, which, you know, that, that fits with the whole painting of the world idea. So, it, whenever there's a desert, um, there's, you know, African tribal music in the jungle, there's, like, a lot of animal sounds and jungle drums. Whenever the Jack yeah. and the Scotsman travel, there's epic bagpipe music. Yeah, the music really sets the mood and, and complements the action. Absolutely. Again, it's not about it's not about movement in this show. It's about no. scenes. Yeah. Uh, and Eastern instruments are used for a lot of the music, um, which, you know, it, it's refreshing to hear stuff that we're not used to. A absolutely. And that's, again, with the mythology. We only see really Eastern mythology or Norse or anything like that. We don't see any Western, which is great. Yeah. It's, it's really refreshing. Maybe, maybe I, this whole show is like an allegory of like Western versus Eastern culture. Is that why he's eating a sandwich like that? Yeah, maybe, Gen maybe Gennady's just like this huge otaku or something. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting, how, you know, if they're using the sound to set the mood, they also use the lack of sound. Like, silence in a cartoon, is a, it feels like such a dangerous thing to try. Absolutely. I was going to say that as well. It's a real risk, but there's a lot of moments where it's, like, calm before the storm or, like, nature sounds. My favorite like... is when the combat sounds cut out entirely during combat. Yeah. To make an overly dramatic moment silence. Like, 
during the death of the magma guy, there were combat sounds for the entire fight, and then Jack makes the final thrust, and you see, like, in those side-by-side, like, horizontal things, like, with the aspect ratio difference, you see, like, Mm -hmm. an image of Jack thrusting his sword forward, and an image of rock crumbling, and no sound accompanying it. And it's just so cool. That's great. It is great. You gotta watch that one, man. You can... You can see how great it is up until the point at which it gets terrible. <laughs> um, you know, if you're too happy. Uh, I'm just remembering the one episode that I remembered, like, that has stuck with me ever since originally watching it, which is the uh, the Blind Archers. Yeah, I didn't actually watch that one this time, but go ahead. Because I'm sure you've got a lot to say. The idea is uh, there's these, you know, three archers. They're really good warriors, but they're blind. Um... And they're guarding a mystic well that can grant you a wish. And so Jack's like, oh, I can use that to get to the past. But they're really good archers because you can see their ears, like, perk up at yeah. the sounds. And so whenever Those Jack moves, like, heads. whenever Jack moves slightly, they just shoot, like, five arrows at once at him. Yeah. And so he realizes, like, oh, I need to fight blind and meet them on their terms. Yeah, there's no and way so, I'm going to track five arrows at once. And so really, the... Most of the episode is just, he put the blindfold on, and he listens, and you listen, and so the screen goes dark, and you hear these nature sounds, and it slowly shows you, like, oh, that's the sound of a deer eating grass. And in the shows snow. shows deer eating grass. In the snow. <laughs> and it shows you these little things, and then eventually it shows you, oh, Jack's been tuning in selectively, and it shows you all at once, and he's like, oh, I'm ready, I got this. Yeah, he, he kind of has to throw the mind back to his training, at which point he was like, I think that was one part of his training is he had to fight blind, mm-hmm. like explicitly. Yeah. Um, he was like, I can't fight like this. And he's like, you must fight like this. <laughs> I don't. And he was an impetuous youth. Yeah, I, I would love to see like a uh, candy ass, like, or no, not candy ass. He's kind of candy ass Jack now, but like rebellious youth Jack. <laughs> Emo Jack. Emo Jack. Or like with the leather jacket. It's like, fuck Collect you, dad. I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat the ancient evil. I just want to drive with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 episode is really cool. Um, oh I think yeah, it's one of the first examples of when he chooses not to go to the path because the price is too great. Well, the idea is that the well, like, you know, it's just like a, a genie. You know, they're gonna it's gonna twist your wish on you. Mm-hmm. But he he could have worked around that. I don't know. Jack isn't really a mathlete. Like he no, is smart, smart and he knows tactics, but he doesn't. Well, he's wise. He's wise and he knows like battle tactics. He's constantly mm-hmm. using his environment and stuff. Oh yeah. He's like a uh, Tony Jaa, but uh, he just <laughs> uh, he, he doesn't really. He's not a thinker. He's not a. He wouldn't make sense in like us, like in a spy circumstance or like as a detective. So that's one thing that uh, that's different from Batman. It's just he uh, he he has purpose. And he has skill, but he doesn't really, yeah, he, he doesn't really do the detective work. He doesn't really think um, too hard. Book, book smarts are not one of his uh, five positive human characteristics. Like, uh, maybe when he was going to go to the <laughs> library of Ahalamaldaldraha, um, and he just, like, instead went to Hawaii. <laughs> like, maybe that's when, he learned, that hat. maybe that's when he learned to make hats. It's like, I'm going <laughs> to take an elective, and they're like, man, Jack, you really, your English grades are slipping. And your algebra <laughs> is pretty atrocious. And he's like, I know, but, like, it's going to be cold. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's really it's really striking to see a, a, a cartoon with so many stylistic touches. Like, 
I, it's it's I just so different from anything that, else going on. I will watch anything on. that Gennady does in the future. Like, if I ever yeah, see I, I want to watch that. Uh, I'll just immediately go to it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that uh, Hotel Transylvania thing. Yeah, tell me how that, it is. That, it looked like it had a lot of the um, a lot of the same touches to it. So um, I think that's one thing that's happening as we're you know discussing animation more and more is we're we're noticing some of these names that keep popping up like these voice actors. Mm-hmm. Um, which unfortunately, you know, if the Samurai Jack movie does get off the ground, they're gonna have to do a different voice actor for Aku because, shamedly, Mako, what's his name? Uh, Owa- Iwamatsu. Iwamatsu. He unfortunately died. However, you know, the other person to do General Iroh in Avatar the Last Airbender was just fine, so probably be okay yeah. if he could, they could get him. But I'm noticing more and more that I'm just recognizing these names in my favorite stuff, and I'm like, maybe I should just look at the author now. <laughs> Instead of the promotion. Yeah. So, um, yeah, should we, uh, should we, should we go into extra stuff? Because I think that's all I've got for music and sound and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied. We've been going on quite a while. One thing I really like about this show is that they don't bother with logic too much for the sake of either humor or action. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, like, you could, you could see them trying to make sense of the fact that he, can't go to the past for whatever reasons, or that he has to evade capture in these humane air, uh, styles or whatever. Um, but they don't really dwell on it too much. They just kind of show you the scenes and let you draw your own conclusions. Oh, mm-hmm. Or or more commonly, they'll just make jokes that would have no basis in reality. Like, in the episode where Jack rescues the wife, um, there's a huge... Uh, there's a huge clan of robots... And they're gonna cook his wife for soup. Why are the oh. robots eating soup? <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. That's a good point. That is a great point <laughs> that I completely overlooked because yeah, that's not what I was paying attention your to. Your brain just sort of relaxes for some of these details in the show. Like they, they don't really bother with explaining any of. They, they just they just show you the scene. They they set the scene up and they show you the scene, but they don't explain the scene, which I really like. Yeah, these are these robots are robots in name only, and only they're robots in death only, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're human until proven robot via execution. <laughs> I would love that in a court of law. I I want that as a T-shirt. <laughs> human until proven robot, and then just like constantly look uh, uncomfortable in public, and like on the back guilty. it would say Turing test me. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. At another point, there's Jack is like walking through um through a market, and some guy comes up to him and is like, "Disgusting worms for sale." I love it. It's great. It was yeah. like, okay, let's just make a joke. Let's not worry about why the guy is calling them disgusting worms if he's trying to yeah, sell they, them. They run into a random guy, and the guy's like, "Would you like me to tell you a very long story?" Yeah, like what is he doing there? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Let's... He's like from Flapjack or something. It's usually more subtle than that, but there's just a lot. I, I like the one with the robots eating soup because it never mentions <laughs> it at all, and no one's talking about it. It's the, it's the crux of the entire episode. It drives the whole plot, but it makes no goddamn sense. Uh, do you have any other uh, any anything you want to say about it? I've got a, a um, few more samurai facts. Yeah, let's get one of those. Alright, so it's traditional for samurai actually to carry two swords in that awesome crossing at the hip sort of way that you always see in movies. In case they get a hole in one. 
you know, do you like? I don't know if you're busy tomorrow, but you might consider <laughs> like locking yourself in a safe and silently, <laughs> you know, admitting your sins. <laughs> it would take longer than a day. Yeah. Um, also, a samurai's strongest commitment is to his feudal lord for his retainer status. And it's not uncommon for a lord to change sides in like a military or political conflict. And the samurai would just go with him. So in that way, um, you know, Jack is kind of adhering to an ideal more than to like his father or something. I mean, in a situation where the father is dead from a thousand years ago, the two are ostensibly the same. But Jack is not a samurai. He's more just a paladin. Yeah. Um, in the D&D sense of the term. Um, he, yeah, so some, cause sometimes they would... a lone warrior for good. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, he, he he doesn't have a lord or great lord, also known as a daimyo. Oh man, I love daimyos. I love daimyos too. I love the word. I was looking for an excuse to say it, and I'm like... It just rolls off the tongue. Samurai Jack, I'm never going to get a better opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Um, the samurai... Um, also, you know, practiced Bushido, which became the basis for ethics in Japan, which is why kamikaze, hmm. which is why kamikaze soldiers in World War II uh, embraced the way of the warrior and the glory of death in battle. So yeah, yeah, you, it, yeah. Even today, you see a lot of that whole uh, death before uh, dishonor sort of stuff, which brings to my to mind my favorite point, um, which is. Uh, Oh, you know what? I'm going to save that one for just a second longer because I had this one other thing I wanted to say, which was that the samurai uh, actually dominated Japanese government and society until the Meiji Restoration of 1868, at which point Chandler Bing uh, came over to Japan. That's great. I... <laughs> yeah. Matthew Perry. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I recognize the yeah. <laughs> Com- achievement and I... I always thought that when I read the history books. <laughs> Commodore uh, Commodore Chandler Bing came came over to sign the treaty with the United States, um, which kind of dissolved it. But of course, you know they still have a lot of those ethical codes. Sort of the spirit of it is still felt. Um, but yeah, that brings to mind my, my favorite thing about samurai culture, which is mm-hmm. that uh, among the whole death before dishonor thing. A lot of the times, if a samurai was going to commit seppuku, one, it was a public event, and two, oh. before they would do so, they would be go, they would be in their room, and it was popular for them to write a death poem before they died. Jeez. A death poem, Zane. What? <laughs> <laughs> like that's that. You don't need to think up like giant metal bugs or anything. Just look into the past. Samurai used to write death poems and then committed suicide. <laughs> death poem is what so would... cool. I'm sorry. Maybe I find that just way cooler than, than anybody else does. But I saw that I'm like this is so cool. This is more metal than reality. I'm going to go back to the Matthew Perry thing. <laughs> yeah, please do. And tell you my favorite name of a historical figure. Go ahead. Which was Wank a... Fire. Nope. Of the Fire <laughs> Nation. <laughs> The, uh, it was uh, a British uh, seaman in uh, the Revolutionary War whose name and title were Rear Admiral Cockburn. Pretty great. <laughs> and you just know he had the biggest mutton chops. You just know it. <laughs> I, I, Zane, when you said uh, seaman, I didn't think that I'd be able to hear the rest of the sentence. And then Rear <laughs> Admiral Cockburn 
just threw me right out of it. <laughs> yeah, so... Wasn't that, a, well, let's... wasn't that a character in Cow and Chicken? I hope so. There was Rear Admiral Floyd, actually, I believe, was one of them. We're going to... So we're going to cut out the last ten minutes <laughs> for a variety of reasons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do, we have any, do we have any final thoughts on Samurai Jack? We've been doing this a, a, a while. Have... This is our longest one by far. By far, and that's just because... The show is there's, so good. I couldn't. There's so much to say. I was trying to find things that were bad about it, and the only things I could find was that Jack is just not that interesting a character, and they don't do the drama terribly well. But everything else yeah. is really great. You know, it's it's really impressive for a show where you can spend just as long talking about the animation as you can on the plot or the characters. Uh-huh. Like it, it absolutely. It was like it's like nothing else that was on at the time, at least not in the U.S. Probably some anime similar to it, but. Yeah, in Batman you know. Beyond, we were constantly just talking about the Batman franchise, but there's so much to say about the characters, about not even, we didn't really even discuss the plot, because it's not that important. Yeah, also it probably helped that we, like, I don't know about you, but, you know, I you said that you only watched a couple episodes of uh, Sheep in the Big City, <laughs> Yeah, and I watched, like, 15 Jesus. Samurai Jack episodes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I look, I look at the episode list, and I'm like, Oh, I want to watch this one. Ooh, and that one. I remember that one being really good. Oh, I got to check that out. That sounds awesome. I skipped, like, the Monster of the Week ones and, and went more for, like, okay, anything with a Scotsman, anything with an awesome training montage, uh, and any origin stories. I'm I'm so in. <laughs> our, our, yeah, so, all right, little Egberts. Um, take, our, take our advice. Go watch Samurai Jack until you're done watching Samurai Jack, and you'll have a good week. Is that what we're calling the people who listen to this show? I almost went with Shelters, but I I didn't want to blow our Pokemon bubble too early. Eggberts. Yeah, I don't know. Eggheads. I like the idea like... of having a theme without cause. Eggers. It's, it's very Mega Man to do that. Just make yeah. themes and with no justification. But in that sense, it sort of fits the show. Because they don't really justify oh. their behavior at all. We should do uh, the Mega Man uh, Super Fighting Robot. Mega Man. I was thinking about that for the next episode. Um, I was too. Please don't do that. I'm not going to. I will eventually because Mega Man is probably my favorite franchise, maybe ever. Um, mm. But for the next uh, for the next uh, episode of the Carton Cast, we're going to focus on one of my other great loves, um, and we'll be getting dangerous with Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. I'm not certain I've seen this show. I actually haven't either. I've heard about it, and I love ducks. I know that it's a spinoff of DuckTales, and that's all I know. (laughs) I thought you were going to say it's a spinoff of Duck Dynasty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, rest assured, I'll have a a number of duck facts to bring up next time. (laughs) But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think we should start doing shows that are from like the 80s and 90s rather than just the ODs. Oh, I can. So um, I, I'm for those of you listening. I'm sitting in what was Ben's room growing up because I get better internet here than in my own room, mm-hmm. and I'm looking up at the shelf and there's like five ducks. Yeah, <laughs> we got a glass duck. We've got a couple plushes. We've got one that's like a piggy bank. We've a got cord. a ceramic. We've got a beanie baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of like the duck butt. I'm a big fan of a, I'm a big <laughs> fan of tapers. the quacking sound. It's great. You like how the duck butt tapers, I remember. It tapers to a point real nice whenever the duck goes down for, for water or anything. Um, and I think that all of you, everybody there should know, all of you guys should know, that I am currently sitting in a pile of ice to hone my abilities. <laughs> yes, underneath a waterfall. That's right. So um, 
I, I think that's all we got. So, um, yeah, it, it was great talking about Samurai Jack. Um, I, There's a lot of Samurai Jackson going on. Yeah, I was Samurai Jacking off like crazy <laughs> this entire week. <laughs> uh, and, it was a problem. Like, I spent like a whole day just jacking it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't have anything else to say. This was, we, we can't, this was a great show. We, we can't do anything this good for a while. No. <laughs> can we, we, we gotta really... Nothing that we can talk about for this long yeah. for, for a while, well, I think. Let's see how Darkwing Duck is. But, uh, you know what? The in, until then, uh, watch out. Jack, 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 Jack,